what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. Off to my right, this way, on the computer screen is my brother, Brian Jackson. Brian, how's it going? Well, I, I felt a lot better until I heard that intro. That sounded very depressing, actually. <laughs> yes, <I'm sorry. laughs> You're right, it was. <laughs> I was feeling much better about myself and this podcast and everything, but uh, yeah, I'm a little depressed now. So thanks. I'm sorry. That. No, that was all on me. I take I take full blame for that. That was yeah, uh, not in the not in the best headspace after a, a mm. long couple of days. Uh, you know, you're causing me to miss the Republican uh, debate right now. I mean, I'm not in a great space right now. So, <laughs> well, that for that you know I, I good, you I'm know sorry. I love a good debate. I'm sorry. <laughs> If only there was a way to record things and be able to watch them later. Oh, <laughs> you only need some technology that will allow you to do that. Uh, you know. No, I, I, it's just, uh, it's been a long couple of days. But look, I have, in all honesty, I've looked forward to this. This is always the highlight of my week. Um, and I do say that honestly. Um, wow. And, okay, uh, that, that's almost believable. Yeah, and that's, feel the same I appreciate way. that. Uh, should I just do the intro over again? Should I do it over again with a little more enthusiasm? Mm, sure sure okay. go ahead and say it. yeah go ahead right i'm not in. gonna play the whole theme song no 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 no, no. Okay. just go straight in yeah all right here we go three, let's go three two one hi everybody and welcome to brothers in tech here on the mesh.tv podcast network my name is alan jackson yay with me <laughs> is my brother Brian Jackson, he's off to the right there. How you doing, Brian? Oh man, I'm so excited, Alan. I'm so pumped to be here. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, not, no, no that's, that was that good. that felt so much better. That okay, good. Felt kind of like kind of almost from the heart. So that was good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This is uh, Brothers in Tech. This is where Brian and I get together and talk technology, as the name would probably clue you into. But we focus on home, personal, family-related technology. Uh, and especially leaning a little more to the Mac and Apple yeah. side of things or the Mac Apple side of the technology world. Not to say we're exclusive on everything, but just so you know, fair game listening to this show. That is where a lot of our recommendations, our experiences are going to come from is dealing with Mac computers, dealing with uh, iPhones and iPads and other devices. But we also talk a lot about home automation. We talk a lot about other um, social media work as well. So those things are fairly cross-platform, but um, yeah, we're definitely Mac guys. Just go ahead and own up to it right up front here. So, um, but we, uh, we try to get together every week. We talk over maybe a primer on some aspect of technology that we want to make sure people are aware of. Uh, sometimes we also bring our bits, our brothers in tech suggestions to the table, software or websites or apps that we feel like uh, you might want to check out that we've had a, a chance to play with and are excited about. Tonight, Brian, we're doing a little bit of a revisit on a few things. Um, you and I have both recommended some applications, some new programs and apps over the past, I'd say, several, you know, couple months or so. Yeah. Yep. And 
honestly, they've become pretty important aspects of our technology lives. So we thought it would be a worthwhile experiment to kind of revisit where we are with those. Talk about updates with these apps. We've had uh, a lot more experience with each of these apps. So it's time to kind of talk about, they meet our expectations? Are there some some issues and gaps we need to deal with? And are we still using them for primary functions? We're talking about apps that are dealing with our email, apps that are dealing with uh, messaging, our web browser, even, mm-hmm. for example. So we do have some examples of those. Ones, people who've been listening to the show the last few weeks will recognize a lot of the apps we're going to talk about. But when we brought them up over the past several weeks, we just had not had much experience with them. We were just excited of the prospects. Well, now, now's where the rubber hits the road. We've actually used yep. them for a while. And we want to talk about how they how they fared for us. So, Brian, I think we got a few of those we want to try to cover uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think we need to dive back into full deep dives on each of these uh, apps. You can go back to our previous episodes to find out more about them. But now is the time uh, no, where we find out. Go ahead. Yeah. Note to the listener, Brian says that we're not going to find the need to deep dive, which means translation, i.e. we will do a deep dive. On <laughs> and uh, the show I'm, I'm specifically speaking to my brother that we do not need to do a deep dive, Alan. Okay. Right. So Fair let's enough. try our best to say uh, we have gone over these before. However, um, yes. I think what what I'm finding, Alan, in, uh, and I think you and I both have the same experience that. I tend to get excited with new tech and new software and new apps. And I love most of them when I first try them. But the real telling sign is what happens after you exclusively use it for, let's say, a week, two weeks. Oh, yeah. Because rarely do those things actually turn out <laughs> after a while uh, to be the ones that you stick with. And um, there's plenty of examples of that. that we've We've done some... Uh, some apps in the past that, you know, both of us have said, oh my gosh, this is great. And then we say, well, let's see what happens in, in a month. And, uh, but, uh, but I'm excited to talk about these again, specifically the, uh, the messaging and the web browsing, because it's, you know, they're ones that I have forced myself to use. And, uh, and I think we can pull up some of the limitations of each one of them. And then the, the decision of whether those limitations outweigh the benefits or not. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of the place we need to be. So, I think it sounds what do you think? Good plan. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let's talk first about. Um, let's talk about an app that I think we just brought up even just last week, or no, two weeks ago because we we took last week off, I believe. Um, is yeah. that right? We week and a half. Week and a half. Yep. Week and a half ago. Yep. I think. Sure. Sure. Week before yeah. last, <laughs> we discussed yes. this. I think so. And yeah. <laughs> we talked about a new chat or messaging app mm-hmm. called Beeper. Okay. 30 second summary, Brian, is all I'm going to do. Beeper is an app that will basically take your Apple messages and uh, WhatsApp messages, Facebook Messenger messages, LinkedIn messages, yep. uh, Discord, uh, Slack messages all of them together and feed them into one application to where you have one interface to check all of your messages and respond to all of your messages in one place instead of having to open up multiple apps or multiple websites. Yep. That's it. Yep. That is Beeper. Uh, Beeper at the time right now is still a free app. You can do it for free, although I think there will be a paid model at some point soon. Yep. Um, and I'm going to go and bring up my Beeper window just to kind of remind everybody how this looks. Of course, I thought I had this all ready to pull up. Oh, you want to do a, do a quick scan and make sure there's nothing embarrassing on there? 
Well, it's just your chat, which that's definitely not anything embarrassing there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, my God. Actually, this is embarrassing. No, it's not. It's fine. Um, (laughs) So, uh, this is Beeper. It looks like a typical chat message window, but it is each of these little icons off to the side of your messages is telling you what platform that's coming from. The first one up there is from Beeper itself. I've got a Discord message in there. Uh, Most of mine are your Apple or iMessages. I think I've got a Facebook. I've got a Slack message in there. I see a couple other scattered ones in there as well. Yep. So that is uh, that is Beeper. Brian, I want to ask you, because I'm the one that introduced this app to you. I gave you a code to log you did. in. I was writing high on it when I introduced it a couple weeks ago to you. Um, I will go ahead and tell you before I hear your opinion on it. Uh, it is still right now, as of today, my default messages app. I do have a few issues, <laughs> but but it is my default still, if that tells you kind of where I am. Yep. Brian, yep. where are you with Beeper right now? It is my default. Uh, I have been using it ever since you uh, you gave me a, um invite to use it. And so that's, you know, I think that's probably about 10 days, 10, anywhere from 10 to 12 days or something that I've been using it. Okay. It is still my default. Uh, it's my default on mac os is my default mm-hmm. on ios good um and i also have some issues uh <laughs> but there are no issues that have caused me to stop and say i'm not using it right now right uh they are issues that i hope will get ironed out um i just want to mention to people too and you mentioned this uh before when you introduced beeper you know our last episode but uh, i have been incredibly impressed with the speed at which they are updating this app yeah, I mean it is it is daily or every other day. As you can see at the top there, there's an update. an update ready for me. Yeah, and what I what I really love about it, Alan, is the 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 uh, overview of the update. So the fact that in your messages <laughs> will be a chat from the developer saying, "Here's what's new," and I think yours is probably down a bit. I think yeah, I saw it as you got lower. It'll be something with the yeah the beeper updates right there. And I love the fact that, you know, you're getting get these updates as a message that says, by the way, here's what's new. And it's a lot. I mean, he, you know, they are they are updating this thing at lightning speed, which tells me that they are getting more and more people using it, more and more feedback, and they're addressing the issues. Um, and they've gotten to the point now there are some really interesting new things that have come out. So, uh, so yes, I'm still using it. Uh, long story short, I'm still using it. It's still my, my default but I've had to work around some some challenges. So maybe we could dive into those challenges. I, I have one major challenge that is my biggest pain point with this. Okay. I'm curious to see if it's yours. Uh, I'll update that later. So you're creating a, a starting a new chat. It works just like you do when you're starting a new message in a messaging app. You know, I can do start new chat and I can start typing in the name of the person that I want to chat with. Yep. Very similar to how you do it on another messaging app. To send a text or a message to multiple people is a little more trying. I don't know if you've experienced this, Brian. By default, first off, you have to realize that if you want to send a message to more than one person, you got a whole different button you have to go into. You have to do create a group chat. Now, I'm going to forgive that because I get it. You're dealing with multiple types of chat platforms. So not just going in and start typing multiple people's names in a row like you can in Apple iMessages and all. I understand may not work. 
But if I go into group chat, then I have to choose, okay, is this going to be a iMessage chat or is this going to be a beeper? So I have to click again for iMessage. Then I type and find my first person, which I type you. I can't just select you. I have to select the little icon over here to add you to the chat. Then I have to go back and delete your name and type in mm -hmm. the next person that I want to find and hit their little message chat icon. Then I can finally have a, uh, and then I lost it because there. Yeah, yep, yeah, because you're canceled, right? And, exactly. and I don't know, I don't know what you're supposed to do now. I actually don't know exactly. It is. I have not it, done it is the a most group chat. I have not started a group chat from Beeper yet. I have been in group chats, but not the one that I had to start. So that's it's not. That's fun. pretty annoying. Yeah, that's that's not very. I good. I try if I know I need to send a group message. I frantically have looked through my history to see if I've already had a correspondence with that same group, and I yep. can just jump into that chat instead of creating a new one because creating a new one is is painful. So that is my biggest issue. Yeah, if that was fixed. I would be. Uh, I would be a super fan of this app, but right now as it is, I'm just a very modest fan of the app. What about you, Brian? Okay. Is there a challenge well, you're facing? Well, that's really, it's an interesting, because I, as I said, I haven't started a group chat yet. Um, maybe before I get into my issues, try this again. So you start a group chat. And I, I have what to I'm say, first off, there's, there's three buttons you got to press. You got to hit the start new chat. Start. Okay. Then you got to choose create group chat because you don't want to do the beeper matrix chat, which I don't even understand what that is, but group chat. Then you got to choose again, beeper matrix or iMessage group. So I'm going to do iMessage. Okay. Now I'm back to my list. Type in your name. Can't just type your, uh, click you. Well, yeah, I did. I don't know why. I thought I, okay, I clicked you. It added you to the group chat. And now I can't just start typing the name of the next yeah. person. I, have to go I mean, through like, clicking me in should have removed that from your search, right? I mean, that's right. that's a. So now I can go and type in our sister and add her. Okay. So now when I, yeah. oh, now there's a button. Hold on. I got to move the banner at the bottom so you can see it. Uh, so now okay. there is a create group chat button at the bottom you have to hit. Yep. And if I go and hit that button, now it creates the room. And even though the three of us have had a chat in the past, one thing that Beeper doesn't do is it doesn't pull in historical messages from iMessage, from Apple Messages. So yeah. it's starting me fresh there, which is fine. I, it yeah, told me up front okay. when you added iMessage, like, hey, look, we're not going to be able to pull historical messages on these. And that's fine. I didn't care about that. So, Alan, now that you've, you've created that, yeah. can you go up to info in the top right and name it? Can you name it siblings or something like that? Does it allow you to do that? I don't think uh, it does. No. Can't yeah. name it. And so that's a bummer because one of the beauties, and I and I it's kind of a, a tip that I want to give people that if you haven't done this already, group chats can be named in iMessage, or when you're using messages on a, an iOS device, you can go in and say, Oh, I've got a chat with these people. I'm gonna go name that group family or siblings. So I've got one called siblings. So I could go right now and type siblings and it would be uh, going to you and our sister. Um, so that means that for you, because I think this is kind of interesting because when you, you know, start from here and go back to new message. Mm -hmm. And right there, you see at the top, it says search people, number, groups, or messages. So if you had a name of a group, if you were able to name the group, then it seems like you'd be able to go, oh, siblings, and here we go. 
right? So now you've named them elsewhere. Is that right? Yes. This is an iMessage chat that it knows. So if I go in and choose that, it knows this chat group from before, if, but I did if, not name it Jackson Creative inside of this app. It can't pull right. that in from a messages. Correct. So if you so it recognizes what names have been given to groups in uh, messages, but it cannot create them themselves. So that's why right now this is one of the one of the things I'm finding is that this app is great but it cannot replace yet what messages, some of the things messages can do. So it feels like you have to kind of balance when I'm using one versus the other, um, yeah. which is, which is a bit of a bummer, but again, as quite as quick as they are doing things right now, I would assume that some of these are going to, uh, going to be improved. Um, yeah, I just, there's no way to change the name. So that's, that's the real, that's the pain, but you're right. Yeah. I would think that that would be something that would be relatively easy to fix. Seems like it's I, very doable. Yeah. I really hope just the whole mechanism of creating a, a group chat can be made easier. Cause honestly, it took me forever to figure out how to do it the first time. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I was, I was going three button levels deep and then I had to drop down to a button at the bottom of the window <laughs> to create it. It just made no intuitive sense and it was very difficult. So if it's a single chat, environment creating a single chat with somebody is awesome i think it's great the multi-chat for me has been the big problem yeah that has been the issue um yep i mean there's so there there's a you know this certainly feels still beta ish right is that there's a lot of little quirks i mean outline let me show you one other thing go up go up to the search and do um uh just type brian comma Mary Margaret, sorry, sister. Actually, maybe a space. You might have to do a space after the comma just to make sure it shows. Okay, so now as you started doing that, right, it starts picking up all the things in which both of us are on, okay, which is a good thing. Now, as this was happening on mine, so your first three there all look the same, right? So naturally, I started saying, well, you know what, I'm going to take the center divider line to where the divider line is, Alan, the between mm-hmm. the, and I'm just going to slide it to the right to see more. Oh, there's a bug, right? So it got rid of everything lost. you were searching yeah. for, right? So there's lots well, of on. little quirks like that that are just bugs and kind of uh, still need oh, some help. Hold on now. I was trying to see something here. Oh, wait a minute. So if I go do new chat, Brian, comma. Now it gives me the option here of starting a new chat with Brian and May Margaret, but it doesn't know yet which well, Brian and which May Margaret. Yeah, does. click that. Let's see what let's see what it does. See, it says nothing found. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like that has to be the actual name of your group that you've already mentioned. Right? And I kind of get it that I mean it is checking on names and identities across I've got 10 different networks that this is mapped to. So I get it. I understand like sometimes if I do a search for Brian and, you know, I can have, you know, I see you for iMessage. I see you for Facebook Messenger. I see there's a window where I can actually go in and see all your different ones. All your stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I get that. I know that that's, that's something I, I have to accept is that it is checking all these networks. So there's going to be multiple entries for different people. That's fine. I can deal with that. It's just creating that multi-text uh message text to a group of people has to be an easier cleaner process so yep yep well let me give you two very and they're they're minor i'm sure these are going to be fixed um one that i 
that I don't particularly like, and this is just personal uh, messages is usually where I go to see the location of someone like my wife. If I want to go and see like, has my wife left work yet? And she and I share our locations with one another. Mm-hmm. I go into to messages. I click her name. I go at the top and then it pulls up a little map and says, here's where they are. Right. Well, yeah can't do that here, right? There is no kind of link to the Find My or the person locators, um, which is a bit of a bummer. That means that one of the main uses I have for messages still is in place. So anytime I do that, I got to tell myself, oh, I need to go into messages to get that, which is, of course, now on my very last page of my apps because I don't need it. Yeah. But yet I do need it every once in a while. So that's one thing. But and I I would think that they would be able to do that eventually because where they have information about that individual up in the top right, I would assume maybe eventually that can tap into the systems, find my or location or, or even say, or say, here's a link to find my, that would be great too, right? If I went to info and said, click find my, and it opened up a new app, that's just a link. That's all it takes. I think that would be great. I, um, I would hope so. I hope all those little little enhancements that make it work as seamlessly as it does. I'll yeah. see that's another little thing to mention right there. Mm-hmm. It just happened on there. Did you see that? Yep. Uh, it changed all of my names back to phone numbers without me. I didn't do anything. It just did it. And it has done that sporadically at times. Yep. Yep. Or sometimes I'll, there, there it goes is. again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will get a, a text message on my phone from Beeper. And it's somebody's phone number instead of their name, even though I have texted with them before on Beeper and it knows their name. It sometimes loses that connection between names and numbers. So that's another yep. little buggy quirk thing going on there. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's yes. got some bugs, but I tell you what, though, I don't know about you, Brian, but I, within my first two or three days of using this, I, I was responding to everybody. And that means... Facebook messengers that messages that had been in there for a while that I didn't even know it, people had written me there. I, I was writing people on Slack that without having to open up the Slack app, which was great. <laughs> um, it was it was really a, it was a true game changer using this, which is why I'm hopeful that some of these little minor bugs and quirks are yeah easy yeah. things to work out. So yeah, I hope so. Uh, let me give you one other. Um, uh, minor issue. And this one, I'm not really sure if they're going to fix Alan. Um, and I had not thought about this until, you know, yesterday I went out for a run, had my headphones in, was listening to music as I was running. And, you know, as you listen to headphones, if a message comes in, it will, you know, talk to you and say, yeah. bing, you know, there's a message from so-and-so and say, yeah. whatever. Well, when messages, because for those who don't know it, it if it's through your watch, your watch is only giving you what comes up on a notification on your phone. It's just repeating that notification. Yeah. It's not necessarily a new app on your watch. Beeper doesn't have an app for your watch. It just has notifications. Well, the notification came through and said, from Beeper, I'll be home in 10 minutes. Didn't say who it was from. Oh. <laughs> it just randomly, yeah. So there, because it's saying Beeper and it did not, the notification does not say that person necessarily is saying so anyway kind of a bug there and that i was going uh i'm assuming that's my wife and then of course i have to look down and figure out <laughs> who was coming there so so interesting not, so so the idea is it's thinking beeper is the person or beeper is the the notification um uh All right. originator right so that was a bit of a bit of a 
uh, a bummer, but yeah, see, like right now I've got pulled up. Uh, I'll show you on my, uh, I'm pulling up my, um, your phone. Yeah. My phone screen. Yeah. This is my notifications yeah. right now. I've gotten from beeper and they're all phone numbers yep. instead of names, which yeah, that's, that's, that's a, problem. a problem because I see yeah. that pop up on my screen and I'm like, I don't remember anybody's phone number. So I don't know who right. these people are. That's, right. that's an issue. And it seems to be related to the same where it was flicking over to their phone numbers in the, in the app itself mm-hmm. on the desktop. So something the way it matches the names and numbers and, and, and how it defaults to those seems to be having a little bit of an issue. Yeah. It's, it's just almost like a constantly pinging the server and trying to get updated information. Yeah. And, and that's, I assume that'll get better. Uh, but what, what I, what won't get better is that I don't see any way that Apple's going to allow this to become a default messenger. No. So therefore it's system, which is made up of messages come through and messages are what are sent to the headphones and messages are doing certain things. It's always going to have to go around about and say beeper and beeper is giving you a notification that says this. So there's going to be, those are some things I don't think they can work out, or mm-hmm. at least they're going to have to be really creative at working out. Like it'll have to be how. the notification will have to be from beeper. Yeah. From Laura Jackson that yeah. says this, or she's, they're going to have to create a larger notification. That's going to, to have that happen. So, yeah. but all in all, you know, I agree with you. It's great to have them all together. Um, just in my normal, uh, sending messages and responding to people. It's fantastic. Uh, you can, you know, do basically everything I was doing before, which is react to people and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a few things from LinkedIn. Now, for me, I don't get a lot of messages from those other services, but the fact that that's still in there and that's the only way that I link that person and the message to that person, it's great to have it in there because it feels like uh, just another message. Uh, one, one other piece, and I'll just warn people who are using this just be aware, and I had this happen the other day, because I'm so used to on messages sending a text to someone that is that I've already been sending messages to, you just type their name and go straight in and you get to see your text string and know I'm going to message this person because this is the right number. Well, on Beeper, I went in and said, so the person I was sending it to is, let's say it was uh, Bob, right? I type in Bob and then I click on Bob's contact there and it gives a couple messages or a couple of numbers and they each have the little messages symbol next to them Mm. so of course i click on one nothing's there but i go ahead and send a message well two days later i finally went back when i hadn't heard from this person and i realized i text their work number which there Ah. is no messages for their work number and i didn't realize Mm. so because it's I couldn't see what the messages from before. And I assumed it was the first one. It was always going to be the first one. And it wasn't, it was reoriented. Uh, yeah. It's almost so. like since beepers tapping into your, your contacts on your, your Mac, your, your, your address book, your contacts, which has all the different numbers. Beeper has no idea which of those is a true text message number and which one's not correct. It's going to give you both. And you just have to kind of figure out which one's the mobile one to use. Unless you've texted them before while using beeper, then it remembers that and has that. that I mean, I will, I will say there is, you know, if I'm looking at it right now, if you say new and then you're looking at the contact list and you click on that person, it drops down. It'll say, you know, WhatsApp or iMessage. 
SMS or iMessage. The problem is I think that if it was a work number, like a landline, I think it still says iMessage SMS. I think it just assumes like, well, this isn't an iMessage, but it is SMS based. Well, and I looked at that and thought, oh, that's message. And it wasn't right. So somehow it doesn't quite recognize, but, um, you know, maybe the more you use it, you get a text string with that person then you don't worry about it. I mean, there's very few people that I text new all the time. It's usually the same folks. So maybe that works out, but. Well, but you're the first thing you said about this app is the right, is that they are updating it very, very frequently. Constantly. Constantly, Constantly which yep. is a good sign. That means that, yep. yes, they're they're active on that, which is great. So uh, none of these things feel like showstoppers at all. They're all things I think that could be ironed out, hopefully with future updates. Yep. Maybe except for the whole default messaging app on your on your computer. That I don't think is going to happen. It yeah. took years and years for mail and calendar to be to where you could set a different default app for those. I cannot see them letting go of messages as a default app anytime yeah. soon. So. And one, just right. one side note, Alan, they, I don't know if you've tried the widgets, but they do allow you to now not only add widgets, but also create your own widgets. So that's something that's fairly new. And just keep that in mind that that means that there's going to be some really interesting additions to this. Um, one of those widgets I tried out, which was <laughs> it uses AI to summarize a long group chat. Of course it does. So basically you pull up the group chat and to the right and it says, four people have said Saturday is a good day. Five people said Friday is a good day. I mean, it's like, it was pretty nice that you could add that sort of, uh, mm-hmm. add that sort of widget. So there's some, there's some cool things that they can do, but I agree. It seems like they're moving full speed ahead and we'll be getting to a paid version pretty quickly. I would yeah, imagine. I think we are so. going to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brian, right. we, spent, we spent 30 minutes on our first <laughs> app. So that bodes well for this episode, seeing as how yeah. we had three others we were going to try to cover. Let's uh let's go ahead and jump right in and talk about our second one at least. Um, we brought this one up also two weeks ago, kind of talking about it's a new app that is something you brought to the table that I had yep. not been familiar with, is a new web browser called ARC ARC. You can find it at ARC.net. And uh, Brian, do you want me to share a screen or do you have a screen you want to share? Yeah, if you don't mind, go ahead and go ahead and share your screen. And now in <laughs> famous last words, but I'll I'll make this one fairly quick from my end, which is I am still using it. It's my default. I haven't stopped using it. Um, uh, I've convinced myself that I want to um, learn the the tricks about using this app and uh, um there's really only been one or two things. Are you not? Are you not able to share? Because I can do that. Hold on, no, I can. I can. Okay, I'll figure it out. So there's I, really I, only. I co-host yeah. a technology show. I'm. I can <laughs> figure this out, Brian. Just, if you need help, hey, if you need help, let me know. Okay. Keep. Uh, oh, here we go. I got it. Yeah, found it. Okay. So yeah. So so I still I still use this is my this is my default web browser. I'm using okay. it for everything. The only thing that I have found is. Um, I've had to go into, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm going into the settings and tweaking a few things because there has been a couple of frustrations, you know, for example, uh, touchscreen, it's very sensitive to go back. Like if you're two finger back and kind of swiping back as compared to some other browsers, I find myself accidentally going back a page when I didn't mean to, hmm. but I found out that that was something very easy that I could turn off on my system, which was, 
make it a three finger swipe left instead of a two finger. And now I never have those issues come up again. Um, but so far I've, I've loved it. Um, you know, I'm learning to, you know, I'm, I'm learning the way that the, the open windows are showing up. And if I want to go from one window to another and not have it close out and me lose everything that I was working on, which I was doing before. So, uh, I still like it. Uh, I will say I, I haven't had any problems with crashing or with anything that looks like it doesn't work. It's just a matter of learning the system, uh, learning how it's oriented things with a sidebar, making it appear and not appear. Uh, the uh, the fact that if you have multiple tabs that they don't really show up, <laughs> they are kind of hidden behind one another. You just have to realize mm-hmm. where they are and how to click from between one and the other. But yeah. I, I'm, look, I still, I'm, I still like it. I have not made it my default yet. I haven't got to that point, and it's no fault of the browser. It is me not just getting comfortable yet with the the the, yep. the way it's set up. Because I like, I am on a web browser. I'd say out of an eight hour day in my in my office, I'm on a web browser doing work four to five hours of those eight hours. I mean, something is web browser related with what I'm doing. So it's pretty critical, and I've got my my bookmarks, and I've got my tabs all kind of set in the way I like them. So that kind of change for me is going to be pretty pretty big leap to go to. But I will say, every time I've opened up Arc and just played around with it, I'm loving the speed. Yeah, I love very fast. I love the sidebar being the the navigation being on the left hand side. I really do. It just makes better sense. It's just for me, I've got to retrain my brain to get used to yep. it. My big thing is, like you said, it's tabs. It's kind of understanding how the tab setup is working. Yep. It's um. Yep. I do in in Google Chrome. I have two kind of identities set up. I've got two different Google addresses: one for work, one for personal, and I have my bookmarks and uh, things organized for that. There's some apps I use online that are only on Google Chrome, so I know I can use them in Arc, which is good. But I need to map it to where. I can also use everything that I use in Safari on here and kind of keep them in yep. separate identities. Yep. It's just going to take some work for me to get to it, but I'm, I'm happy to hear you're still enjoying it and using it. I am. That's yep. encouraging. And uh, I think if I can just block off some hours to, to really hone in and make, make use of this, I could probably, probably yep. get into it. Well, there were two, two things, Alan, that made a big difference for me. One was okay. uh, hiding the sidebar. And not having to remember to unhide it, but to slide my mouse over to where it pops up. So if you hide your sidebar up there at the top left, yep. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of slide your mouse over, having it pop up so that I know really quickly how to get over and switch, but not have it, you know, taking away from my real estate. And, you know, because when it's always visible, that's how you train yourself. But once you get used to it and know that this is my trade to go to, and also that I've got certain things open and I can switch between them pretty quickly. Uh, that was nice. The other thing that I had to get rid of, and I'm, I maybe will go back to it at some point. Alan, you know the uh, window in a window sort of thing that it would do? Like if you're on Google Drive, let's say, mm-hmm. and you click on a document, it creates a window on top of your Google Drive window, like a smaller version of the window. Someone's saying like, hey, by the way, here's a quick look. Well, that really messed me up because, you know, if you accidentally click outside of that, it goes away and doesn't, you know, it's, it's gone. Um, but so I don't know if you have, do you have drive up there by any chance or something like that? 
I think drive is one that it's an obvious one that does it. Yes. So I have to remind myself how to get into where I can. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you go in here, Alan, and then you were to, uh, let's just say, uh, double click on something, something to open up like an actual. Yep. Okay. So you actually, I think you may even have it turned off right now, but one thing that it'll do for certain people is, is this becomes a smaller window inside of your other window. Hmm. It's kind of like a, almost, I don't know, like a zoomed in, you know, window, and then you can click the expand and make it your full window but it would do that constantly. Well, that's also just a setting, right? It, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm, I've used it enough where I say, okay, there's some things I'd like and things I don't like. And I'm going into the settings and tweaking some of their defaults to make it so it works more effectively with me. Um, maybe, Alan, I don't know if it's, a, if it's simply by a sheet. Of course, I was doing it in OneDrive, I think, is one where it would pop up. Um, I don't know how to actually, because I can't actually predict it as to which ones are going to show up in a smaller window. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've never but, seen that happen. So. Yeah, yeah. So that that tends to happen, but it's also a setting, right? And I think it's called maybe even a quick view or a small window or a mini, mini arc window or something like that that'll, uh, that'll show up. But what I will say, it's I have yet to have anything that didn't work. And so that's been encouraging. Um, my well, university has a number of systems. My yeah. university has a number of systems that some don't work with Safari very well. Some, you know, work with Chrome better. Some work with Firefox better. But so far, everything's worked with Arc, which has been nice. Well, this is the way I always test new browsers is uh, mcbroken.com <laughs> to ensure that all of the ice cream machines at different McDonald's around us are working. And as you can see, I'm happy to report in the Hickory metro area we are we're in pretty good shape right now brian yeah one there's one that's one that's questionable status could not be determined on highway 70 but all others are functional so as long as the browser works with this uh, you know i'm pretty happy well i feel really sorry for the people in new york right now i mean 24 percent of your broken machines are out what there's riots in the streets right now people are not happy (laughs) Well, all right. Yeah. So that's that's a you know it, even like right now, Brian. I'm like, I want to I want to go back to a tab. <laughs> I was like, okay, what I need to remind myself. How do I do that? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And there are you know there are keystrokes that you can learn, and that's yeah. the other thing that I'm trying to figure out now is what are the keystrokes and can I make them common enough in my mind now. Uh, if you if people will remember those that listened to our intro of Arc a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the biggest issues is that you cannot have Arc as your default web browser on iOS. That is still the case. And I kind of expect it to stay the case for a while, um, that it's just not viewed as a browser. So you can't go in and say, I want my default browser to be Arc. And that's a real bummer because that means I'm always now bouncing between multiple uh, browser platforms. So. We'll see if that changes at some point. But yeah, good yep. feedback from you on Arc. Sounds like Arc is still a a winner, and uh, you're happy still a winner for me so far. Yep. Um, yep, that is great. I will have to still put in some more time on it to give a verdict on it myself. But uh, I am more optimistic after hearing your your feedback on that. So that's good. All right, good, good. All right, that's Arc.net where you can get that new 
web browser. Now, is it just it's just Mac only, right? Mm, I believe so. I believe so. But let me do a quick check while you're filling airtime. Yeah. Yes. So while I, Brian is checking on the status of my question, for everybody who was curious, it is arc.net. It is A-R-C, not A-R-K, not like the boat. It is A-R-C. Right. So the last I see uh, is Arc is currently only available for Mac users, but is planning to launch for Windows later this year. Yeah. So. so Mac only right now, Windows later in the year, hopefully. That's okay. my understanding. Good. Yep. good, good. All right. That is arc.net web browser. Okay, Brian, what did we have queued up next? Let me look at my... Well, I think email. we were going to potentially revisit your email dilemma briefly. All right, well... <laughs> Or the new email dilemma, the new email right. dilemma that you have. Yeah. All right. Before everybody jumps ship, because oh my God, <laughs> Alan's going to talk. Alan's going to go. <laughs> Let's go ahead. And I just want to make this really quick and easy. Uh, if those of you that, God forbid, listened months ago when I did my email uh, showdown, yeah, where I compared six, sixteen different email apps on a matrix grid of features. Coming down to one, my winner, which was the uh, app Missive, Missive, which I will yeah. tell you right now, as of this morning, is my still my default email app. I'm using it daily, still very happy with it. But uh, the only thing I've not, the only thing I don't enjoy about Missive as much as I would like to is I still feel like the look and feel of it is very non-Mac like, and it just it feels like I'm using a port from another, another operating system, which is, I think what it is. All the functionalities there. Sometimes there's a lot more options and menus you have to get to, to get to it. And it's not always the most fun to use email app, but functionality wise, it's great. And I'm, I'm using it as of today. However, set app, which uh, I, I have been extolling the, the features of, of set app for many, many years now. Setup is a subscription-based service. You can go to setup.com. You pay a monthly service fee and you have access to over 240 apps for free once you pay the, the $10 or so a month that you can get. Now, it's just like a subscription. If you stop paying the $10 a month, you stop and you lose access to all those apps. But while you're paying the $10, you have them all. I love Setup. There's about a dozen apps I use on a daily basis from Setup. So it's well worth the 10 bucks a month for me. Well, they announced this week that Spark, which is a email app that we have talked about in the past. And Brian, I believe it is the one you are currently using. Spark it is. Mail is now available via Setapp. And uh, so I saw that announcement and it <laughs> threw my entire world into shambles because Spark was an app I used for a while and I did like, but I had some major bugs with it, especially when it came to snoozing. My version of Spark was not snoozing efficiently, meaning sometimes it would bring the messages back in when it was supposed to on my inbox and sometimes it wouldn't. And nobody from Spark, the company, could let me know why. They just kind of said, well, sorry, we're working on our version three, our new version. So we really can't do anything about the bug you're experiencing. So it kind of ticked me off. And I, do, I rely on snooze emails way too much. So I ditched it. And that's actually what caused the entire email showdown ha situation to happen is kind of my <laughs> rebuttal to Spark <laughs> because I was mad because Spark couldn't fix a problem for me. Spark released version three 
of their app uh, about the same time I was having my issues. So I tried using version three because I was told that was kind of the way that that's where they're focusing their attention and I shouldn't have those problems on Spark three. But I did not like Spark version three. Brian, I think uh, right. you've I tried version either. three and you did not like it either. It's a different layout. It's a different, it just had some different ways of working. Yep. So here's where we are. Setapp has announced that Spark Mail is part of Setapp. So if you are a Setapp subscriber, you can now use Spark Mail for your subscription fee right now. I installed Spark today and all of the free time I had today. Uh, it was a good five minutes just to do something to break up the monotony of everything else I was doing. So I installed Spark Mail. And I was just curious and said, well, let me just see because it has been quite a while since I've used it. And I really want to see the uh, the new version of it and see what it looks like. So let me just show you, Brian, and see if this does anything for you. Because okay. I think the biggest problem we had with Spark, other than my whole um, bug issue on, the, uh, on snoozing, had to do with the layout of that Spark yeah. 3. Yep. And so let me, where is it? I do have it open. Why can I not see it, Brian? You can't see Brian, it in your windows. windows. What did you do? Did you, did you do something to my computer to cause it not to work the right way? Yeah. Yeah. I, I put childproof uh, elements on it. So you need some help to undo that. Hold tight. I'm going to have to fix this up. Would you like me to share it? Because I have the new version just now installed. And uh, No, no, I okay, want to do this. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. We'll fix so, it in post. What do you yeah. notice right away? This is Spark 3, the newest version. Mm. And uh, right away, you will notice that if I go into settings and I look at my general uh, appearance, layout is split view which shows the email list and then the email off to the side. Very similar to how Spark 2 was, at least uh, visibly anyway. So this is now Spark 3. It is uh, much, much more in line with what I remember from Spark 2 that I liked. Um, and it is part of Setapp. And So what's interesting, Alan, is that you have a – you have a view there that was not the default when I just installed it from setup. It's not when I default. installed yeah, it. Change it. Okay, I was going to say yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I'm switching to the to the split view, and yes, that looks a lot nicer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks a lot more like I prefer. And um, so yeah, here's my. So thing. the beauty here is that I'm already. I'm already a Spark, a Spark person, so now I can go. But I have been using, I, I will say, I'm, my default is Spark, but it's the old version, and I've been sticking yeah. with the old version, the free old version. It's been trying to get me to update, but I did not like the new look. Uh, the fact that this was with uh, Setup, I will be jumping to the new for at least a try for a week, You know, my, my usual week of trying it and make it my default. And hopefully that's the case. The beauty is now I'm really excited about using the Spark and AI, right? Yeah. The AI features in Spark, so, yeah. which have yeah. been only available in the 3.0, uh, the 3. So what he's talking about is Spark has a functionality built in where you can turn it on. I don't have it turned on yet. I haven't wanted to start that, that, that chain yet. But basically, if you turn it on, 
and you do have a certain amount of quota usage you can use for AI every month. So I mean, AI will cost you if you're going to use it a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly how many tasks you can get done in AI every month, but it does kind of show you the percentage of how much you've used each month and then when, when it's going to like auto refill on a new quota. But basically the idea is that you can use AI to write content in your emails, summarize mm -hmm. content that you have in your email or edit the emails you, you already written. So I have not tried this yet, Brian, I'm kind of tempted to do it, but I wanted to make sure I was kind of in on the spark environment first before I flipped the switch and started consuming some of that. So that is nice. Um, I do like that that capability is there. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, Brian, going back to my email matrix, the glorious email matrix I built, which I mean, yep. I have a feeling in generations to come, people will be talking about the level of research that went into that. The, the great email matrix uh, mm -hmm. of 2023. Yep. Because it true. really was people amazing. People talk about it. Um, yeah. Actually, should I? Yeah. Let me, let me do this. Um, just real quick. Real quick, Brian. Yeah, real quick, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real quick. This is uh, this was my email showdown window matrix, where I had all of these email apps. I believe uh, was uh twelve, no, thirteen email apps evaluating. Uh, I got down to missive as the winner because it had no orange blocks. Orange means no, or did not have that capability, and it was a, a deal breaker for me. So that's where I ended up with missive. However, Spark, way over here, uh, the first block that was orange initially was the side-by-side -side layout. It had a no on there because the new version of Spark did not have that. Now it does. That is now being cleared. It is now positive. However, the one thing that is still an issue for me is templates. Spark 3 still mm. does not have email templates. That is a bothersome issue for me. I use email templates several times a month on a regular basis for a lot of batch emails I send out for things. So that is an issue I'm having to wrestle with. But what I'm wrestling with is I'm currently paying $18 a month for Missive, which look, Ooh. it's Ooh. worth it for me because I email is my life. That's where I get most of my work done. But I mean, I knew when we did this analysis, I'm like, look, it's a lot of money and it's more money than I really want to be spending on an email program. Set up, I'm already paying. I am invested in set up. The way I look at it right now, Spark being added to set up is like a free app for me because I'm already getting my money's worth of set up every month for the, the apps I do use. So that's where my dilemma is right now. Do I go back to Spark? because they've rolled out the new side-by-side -side view and a few other things that make it nice for me, even though I don't have templates I can use and I got to figure out some way around that. But that basically saves me the money per month I was paying for Missive. Or do I stay with Missive because I know it works and it works exactly the way I need it to and just dreamily look over at Spark and just pine for it every week, but never actually move to it. <laughs> You know, it's just tough, Alan. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, since, since I'm paying for setup and I'm constantly looking to find things that I can use that make paying for that worthwhile, uh, given that Spark's on there and given that I was already on Spark, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, 
again, not that I was excited about going to the new version of Spark, but that knowing that I am on a new version of Spark means that I'm going to continue to get updates. I'm going to get new things. Yeah. Um, and uh, and seeing that it can kind of mimic the old one, which I did like, uh, I'm happy about trying that. Uh, it does have a, still a lot of different things, things that it does that are not quite the norm. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely going to be something that I will be uh, I'll be uh, trying and probably utilizing for at least a week to to see if. I want to do that or if I want to stick with the old spark. Yeah. The whole home screen is something they rolled out with three mm-hmm. that, you know, I, by default it's turned off, which I think is good. I mean, it was turned on. I think at first when you, when you opened up yep. spark three. So what it is, is it's a kind of a splash screen you go to when you open up your email program and it's supposed to be able to set to where it will go to that home screen after a certain amount of time in activity. So it kind of, hides your emails and kind of takes you to a, a front end view. Another feature they rolled out was to have a focus schedule where you say only certain times you plan to work with your emails. So outside of that, you're going to get reminded about when your next time to work on emails are trying to help you manage your time and not get so consumed with email. Like I do most of the day. So good ideas. I like the fact that these are options you can turn on, but they're not kind of trying to force it in your, down your, down your throat from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, a lot of good options. All the swipes you can control uh, two directions each way or two options each way. All your different scheduling options of sending layers, reminders, and snoozes completely can configure. It's very nice. I have started to work with the gatekeeper, which is the their feature where it will basically take any mail that comes from new senders and puts them in an own little grouped area at the top of your inbox. And then you can go in and decide whether you want to accept or block emails from that new sender. So a little better than trying to do an auto respond to say unsubscribe or trying to individually block. You just get an email and you see it's somebody you don't need to be getting emails from just hit the block and you don't have to worry about them anymore. So I like that it kind of does some triage for you at the top of of your inbox with that. So a few little features I like, I am planning on, working with a little bit right now i've got both email programs running which i know is kind of crazy but it's kind of like a, my daily driver still missive but i'm going to go into spark and kind of keep messing around and trying and playing with it i've got all the accounts in sync so i can go between them pretty seamlessly right now and work with them and just if spark holds up for the next week or two that may be yeah, i may end up going over that direction so. yeah yeah no it's well, just for people that haven't tried it, Spark is a really kind of it's a it's a great um, it's a great program. The old one was great. It's got a lot of really cool things that it tries to do. There there are some glitches that Alan has experienced. I haven't experienced those. the The nice part is there's a really nice iOS app that goes along with it that works really well. Unfortunately, I don't think it works quite as well as Outlook on iOS, which, you know, I'm a big fan of. I still think Outlook is the best iOS uh, mail app. Um, but I'm using Spark just because the snooze, I'm, you know, the one thing about using a smooth snooze feature is you really need to be on the same email program from yeah. iOS yeah. and mail. And if not, it will not work, right? They will show up in one, but not show up in the other. And so I'm I'm using it for both platforms right now uh, in order to be able to snooze, which I'm trying to do, which I normally 
did not use, um, but uh, it's working pretty well right now. So, so I'm interested to see if this new version has any glitches with the uh, the iOS version and and all of that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it for a bit. No, no, you're in a great position to do that. Um, I've got way too many emails snoozed currently in missive, which means I can't just jump ship and go to Spark anyway. I'd have to kind of let those sort out or or redo those in Spark because otherwise, if I don't ever open up missive again, those won't pop back into my inbox, which is a problem. So I'm a little stuck at the moment, but... I like knowing that I've got a couple options now to consider. Uh, yep. Missive is still really good. I still say if it's if you're okay spending the money on it, it is a very powerful email app, and I'm a big fan of it and may still end up using it. I don't know. But I am excited that Spark is come along version 3. They're up to 3. Point, what is the – I just saw it a second ago. It is uh, 3.7. So, I mean, they're they're making some progress on it. They're They're patching updates on it. Uh, it's definitely better than the early first 3.0 version they came out with that I don't think was a was a fully baked idea. But um, right. well, we got a we got a good one here. So with this, that's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, I mean, these are these are three things that personally I'm still using all three, which is yeah. which I'm pretty excited about. Now <laughs> I will also put a caveat in that I have not started back to my semester, which is where things go completely full speed and haywire mm-hmm. and all of that. And at that point, which is next week, uh, whether I revert back to something because one of my elements doesn't work or one of my, um, you know, my, uh, the, the, the efficiencies that I have in place and my keystrokes and things like that, that I start using a little bit more regularly if those start becoming an issue. But so far, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give these a shot for a bit. So. Yeah. Good. Well, that's where we are. I mean, uh, got time to just mention one more little update or we sure i mean what are you talking about we've got all the time in the world right this well yeah the only thing i just want to ask you about um yeah so we brought up a social media network a while back yeah uh you know facebook slash instagram slash meta whoever whatever they are rolled out a new social media network we talked about called threads uh, a couple months ago and uh that was at the time that i think everybody saw that twitter was making some odd yeah. choices and kind of losing fire. Some steam mm-hmm. and yeah, having some identity crisis going on as well. So everybody jumped ship. As soon as threads was announced as a Twitter alternative, a lot of people moved over to it. Now there was a huge flurry of activity and then supposedly the numbers kind of t- tapered off for a couple reasons. One pe- some people just could not get away from Twitter. Um, Threads was not quite as fully functioned yet. You couldn't do things like search for like topics. You could only search for names of, of users. And the biggest thing I think was the issue with threads is there was no desktop web version. Right. So in other words, everything you had to do had to be on your, your mobile device, which for some people, that's not a problem. But for me, it is a problem because, you know, I, what I found myself is I'd be on my phone and I would pull up threads and I would read and, and, and check out posts. But when I got in front of my computer, I was like, okay, well, if I needed to go back and revisit that, I can't do that here. So I found out I end up still using Twitter as like something I view on the computer. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not what really I'm, what I'm wanting. 
Well, word is this week that Meta will be rolling, or Instagram will be rolling out a desktop version of Threads. In fact, it already has for some users. I'm not quite sure how they staggered that rollout, um, but basically it's going to be available at threads.net is going to be the uh, the website that you would go to. Up, And if you go there right now, uh, the problem is it's just going to show you a generic you know, splash oh, like screen. an example and with a button, with a button to, uh, to get you to go to download the mobile app. So hmm. it's not going to actually show you. Yeah. So here it is. So if I go right there right now, like today, even though I've been told that, you know, it's going to be this week, this is what you get on the, yeah. the threads.net. So I want you to go ahead and just click that QR and that will get you the mobile app, which you probably already have if you're checking this out. But this is where the web version is going to be. So I'm very curious to see when the web desktop version comes out on the web browser. Uh, will Thread stay dominant or become dominant in the whole uh, micro post social media site? Brian, where are you with this? Are you are you using Threads at all? Are you yeah, yeah. So I've I've made Threads uh, one of my two news sources. Um, you know, as as I think I told you before. Twitter to me was simply a, a news, a news yeah. uh, way of getting kind of what's up to date and and then potentially jumping in and seeing what people think about stuff. But um, I have not been back to Twitter uh, since you and I talked about Threads, actually. So I yeah. took it off my phone. I haven't been to it on my computer. Uh, haven't really missed it. I'm using Threads, and finally, where we had an issue initially, I think when we went over this. You know, it was trying to push me to follow different people. And now it's to the point that I've followed enough news sources that uh, it's not really uh, overly pushing anyone new. It just comes up with a, you know, a row every once in a while that says, hey, do you want to try to follow these people? Um, but no, I use that. I use that plus. <laughs> interesting. I wonder Sorry, what's going on right just, now. I know. Yeah. Just I'm trying to find posts that are not related to uh, a political <laughs> debate going on right now. And, right. Uh, oh, hey, here's one. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's. Uh, I think it's it's Peter Buck. Okay, we'll have, <laughs> we'll put him up there for a minute. <laughs> so. so to me, I have two. I have two kind of two two apps that I go to for news. One is Google News. And I still think that as a really well done, simple uh, news uh, uh, aggregate. And then I go to threads and usually threads first because I try to see kind of what are people talking about right now. And then I'll go to maybe Google News to, to look at the articles if they're not there. So, uh, but no, I'm, I'm still there. I, I have yet to post anything on threads. I'm not really there to, to engage that way. I'm just reading, but uh, um yeah, so far I'm still with it. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe a desktop app would make sense if I posted. Uh, I don't think it matters to me uh, whether or not it's there, but hopefully that then gets more people to engage with it um, so that it can stay fairly active. I know the, the usership has gone down significantly um, since the initial flurry, uh, so I think yeah. the desktop app will certainly bring some people back in. I hope so. Yeah, right now, Threads is, I, I have all of my news sources mapped pretty well on there. So I'd say it's 75% news sources for me viewing the news, just like I did on Twitter. So for that need, it's been pretty good. I do wish the searching was better to find topics and ideas of things. It's always recommending the same people to me to, to follow. Um, Jennifer Lopez, 
I'm still not following you. And I'm, I appreciate all the efforts you're making to still get me to follow you. I mean, everywhere I go on threads, there is a right. suggestion to follow JLo and I'm still not going to do it. So I'm just, well, I'm, sure she, I'm sure she's watching. So if you want to make that, you I'm can make that public no. P I'm hoping that that works. Yeah. How about this JLo uh, post something interesting? Maybe I'll follow you. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just saying it's kind of the balls in your court. Okay. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Brian, I am tempted. I think I'm going to put my first post up on, on, on whatever you call it. My first thread on threads. I don't know. Wow. Um, can I share it with you before I do and just kind of test it out and see where this is going to go? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> this actually happened tonight. There's a, uh, there's a restaurant in my town, uh, Firehouse Subs. You've probably heard of it. It's a chain. I have uh, heard of it. Yeah. Other places. Mm -hmm. We have one in our beautiful town of Hickory. And uh, I was in there tonight uh, picking up a sandwich for myself and uh, my family. And I, I look behind me on the wall, and there's a giant mural on the wall of this uh, Firehouse Subs. And I'm going to show this to you because um, – I think this is this is the kind of thing Threads needs to chime in on, and I want to get some people's thoughts on this. This is the mural, and what I want you to do is tell me what 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 is going on here, <laughs> because let me point out a couple things to you. If, if for the people on audio, I realize this is not helpful at all, but let me describe for this for you. This is a beautiful scenic scene in front of a mountainscape, but there is a tornado off to the far left a tornado with an arm who is holding onto a child that looks like he's flying. Actually, it's a child. Brian it kind of looks like you when you were really young. I don't know if you noticed that or not right there. Yeah, the like, hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's me and Margaret too. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. Is this oh. our family? Wait a minute. Is it? <laughs> I, I don't know who the child is, but. No, we got uh, a fourth sibling in there. That can't be us. Uh, okay. We're only three yeah. of us, but um, there's a tornado holding like a child like, yeah. who, who the child is flying in the air. There's a girl flying, but she's holding onto the back of a bear, like a full-size bear on the ground. There's a fireman holding a baby who's, the baby's not happy, but he's holding onto the leg of another kid who's flying. All of the other kids seem pretty cool with what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of smiling going on. Yeah. There's a giant bear that doesn't seem threatening at all, but just kind of walking there. And then the fireman, is the fireman trying to help the kids is he hurting the kids are the kids happy or what i i feel like i want to put this up on social media and try to get some sort of big national conversation going on this because i am fascinated with this picture and i need to understand what i'm looking at brian do you have any initial well, thoughts just on what you're my, saying my my initial thought is yeah uh the fireman is saving kids from being sucked up by a tornado um, okay okay but the fireman is keep going pur keep going yeah. purposely purposely choosing the kids that it likes which is the baby mm -hmm. and the the you know kid that is posing there um yeah, I guess I guess the the bear is also playing a part in this the, saving piece. Um, I don't know if the bear, bear is going to be ready to attack the tornado, who which has an arm. I don't understand why the tornado has the an bear, arm. The bear's throwing an interesting twist in the whole photo because yeah. I think the bear's there to help the fireman. That's my theory. I think hmm. he's like the fireman's partner because he's letting the girl hold on to the back of him to make sure she doesn't fly away. But then I'm really confused with the arm on the tornado. Um, yeah. Why this tornado posing in a 
somewhat friendly way, like almost like he's holding hands with this child that's flying in the air. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just thought about this. If you're listening to this on audio and not seeing what we're seeing, and I'm just this, trying to describe it, is yeah. probably like you probably thought that we just had a side dish of mushrooms before we got on this show because <laughs> this, this is this is a crazy picture. This you, is a gigantic mural on the wall in uh, that firehouse. So, do you stuff. think this was, was this like a mid journey thing? And, and if so, what were the prompts? Please give me, yeah, <laughs> please give question. me a, a very good uh, group of four children uh, that are being saved from a very friendly tornado uh, by a bear Seemingly. and a fireman. Yes. Seemingly um, very friendly. Very friendly tornado. Mm. The tornado does not look threatening. And in fact, he's almost encouraging the one child to fly with him. Like he's like raising him up in a way. <sighs> But then the fireman, like, why is the fireman trying to bring down this other kid who's flying just like the other kid is? I mean, he seems like he's having just a good. Here's my theory. I think that Firehouse Subs commissioned somebody to make this mural. And uh, Hickory Hickory High School is the tornadoes, the red tornadoes. So I think they thought, you know what? Let's put a red tornado in there. We are Firehouse Subs. We need to have Mm. a fireman in there. And we're near the Blue Ridge Mountains, and there are there are bears. So let's have a bear. So that was kind of the prompts that they gave this mural artist. So the mural artist, uh, probably on a first draft, my guess is that the kids' faces are all screaming in terror. <laughs> that is my that is my guess. First draft, they're scared out of their mind, their ever loving mind, because this <laughs> tornado is sucking them up. And oh my gosh, if we come down to the ground, there's a bear there waiting for us. I think they saw, I think the executives at Firehouse Sub saw the first draft and said, no, 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 no. We cannot have children in terror in our restaurant on the wall. Make of, our, of our local, uh, you know, local right. school affiliations. Yep. <laughs> school mascot. So I don't think there was an arm coming off the tornado initially. I think the arm was added to make it seem more friendly. And I think smiling, happy faces were put on the kids to make them seem like, no, 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 we're all cool. We're good. We like this. This is fun. We're flying around with our friend, the tornado and Mr. Fireman's here to make sure things don't get out of control. Hmm. That's, that's, that's my guess on what happened with this mural. Um, I, I like where you're going. I think that's probably true. I had not even thought of the bear and the, the tornado uh, there. That mm-hmm. makes sense that those are positive things in your area. Um, Okay, here's my here's my question. What is going on inside of the fireman's jacket? What is going on with the oh. fish scales inside of mm. the jacket? Because that's that was done purposely, right? Why why I, uh, not just have the jacket together, right? The jacket is open and there are fish scales in there. And I need to know why. Um are they fish scales or almost like uh almost like a roof shingles? Uh, something I can't quite tell, but you're right. I mean, I is, it, is it a fire repellent sort of thing? And if so, right. how would anybody know what that is? I'm so glad I brought this up to your attention. I've never <laughs> paid attention to the inside of the jacket well, until now. Yep, that's what I'm here this for. This adds a whole another wrinkle because I, I I don't even think he's a real fireman. I uh, well, they covered his face. Else. They covered his Did face. They covered his face. Mm-hmm. I think there's something else going on there with the fireman. Why? Why is his face covered? What's up? Buddy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the, of all the children, the little the little baby seems the least happy with what's going on because she is the closest to the fireman right now. Um, yeah, 
anyway, this is what I think I'm going to put up on, on, on threads. This is going to be my first official post, mm. this photograph. And I think it's a good one. I think you'll get some good responses and, uh, and maybe we'll find out, maybe there'll be someone that gives a whole different meaning to what we're seeing. Um, that's what I'm hoping, you know, it's really what social media is for. I mean, that's I mean, why we, we have technology. Yeah. I mean, Firehouse Sub is supposed to be supportive of firemen, right? Not yeah, they like saying firemen. like, f okay, uh, not saying firemen are child ab child abductors, right? Because because you can very easily get that child abduction vibe here, right? There's now. a little bit of that, which I, I didn't want to go down that way that path, but you you took us there, so here we are. Yep. Um, yes, yep. there's a little bit of that vibe going on. Uh, I, one person I was with that saw this mural thought that. The fireman seems to be throwing this child up in the air. <laughs> the one he's got grabbed by the foot. Uh, I can kind of see there is a little bit of okay. emotion with that too. Um, throwing him up more. to put him put to put him the, on the roof of the, the fire uh, the fire no, truck the, so he can take him with him in the path oh. of the tornado. Oh, I there's a theory. I'm just saying it's just a theory, people. I'm not advocating this that the fireman is actually trying to. <laughs> feed the tornado in a way like he is trying to wrangle the children over to the tornado hmm. maybe he worships some sort like of a sacrifice like a sacrifice like okay. he's like he worships some sort of tornado like god and <laughs> this is the version of it he's now recognizing okay maybe uh, maybe a <laughs> fish a fish type god <laughs> As in those fish scales, <laughs> maybe there's some, you know, Aquaman sort of thing. Oh. That yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so Alan. I, I, I think you right have now. to. I think you have to post this because this would lead me to actually want to engage for my first time. And I'm certainly not going to post uh, something original like this, but I will respond okay, if okay. you can throw that in there. Yeah. Now that you give me a just, heads up, I'm all about. I just. I'm just. I'm just going for the likes. I'm going mm. for the engagement. That's that's my motto. It's all about engagement. I need my first post on threads to be powerful. And I think this may be it. Does Firehouse Subs have a threads account? Because if so, there may be some backlash. And you know, you may be banned from Firehouse Subs from here on. Let's, let's find out. Uh, Firehouse Subs, yes, they do. Um, yep, they're right mm. there. Hmm. It's okay. Look, I'm I'm not going to tag Firehouse Subs initially. And I don't think I'm okay. going to mention the restaurant. It's just oh, this is good a call. mural, good call. Okay. mural good in call. a local restaurant in Hickory, yeah. North Carolina. Good call. And please yeah. help explain explain to me what is happening in this mural and just open it up to a free free form dialogue. This could be good. This could be really good. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I will certainly be following up in future episodes because I know that's what people they're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arc got it. Okay, fine. Uh, Beeper, yeah, yeah. Installed it. Good. Uh, what I really want to know about is what's up with the mural. What the hell's going on in that mural? What the, hell, what the hell's going on in that mural? <laughs> That's, uh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Yep. All right. I think we're done. That is that is the tech mystery. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So, but basically, so all we're saying is Threads is going to be on desktop um, here later this week. <laughs> <laughs> and was, scene. And. Yep. Topic is <clears throat> mm. so Brian, that was our updates on a few critical apps and one not so critical app that we wanted to talk about. Uh, we talked about Beeper, 
which sounds like we're both on board with still and liking and very hopeful for. Yep. Uh, Ark, you are still on board with, and I will be gradually uh, spending time with it to get more familiar with it. And Spark might be the email app I move over to. Love Missive, but email uh, Spark is now on setup as a subscription, so you can't really beat that. So anyway, a lot of, a lot of things change in there, and then, of course, threads will be on desktop for your web browsing experience here, hopefully in the next few days. Uh, Brian, if anybody has any questions on anything we just talked about or their own recommendations of maybe alternatives to the apps we've been talking about, how can they go? Or if they know what the hell's going on in that. Yeah. I think most importantly, if you know what's going on in the mirror, you need to email us. Email us at info at the mesh.tv. Info at the mesh.tv. And please, your subject line needs to be mural here's what the hell's going on the mural yeah. right my, and that will get a response very very quickly dot, dot, dot. Yep. yep oh good my theory is yep, yep. you can yep. also go to our website at uh, www.brothers-n-tech.com and uh, the mural is not there uh, however uh, it may make it there eventually at some point once we find out what it, what's going on and alan one thing i'd love for you to do is to maybe throw that image at some point into like mid journey and let's see if we can really take it and jack it up a little bit so that's good that's a really good idea brian you and your ideas sometimes i mean they're not often but when you do have an idea (laughs) i'm just gonna go ahead and say my uh threads handle for anybody who wants to chime in the conversation i will be posting on that mural within the next day to two days um is uh, it's Alan K. Jackson. That is my full name, middle initial. Alan K. Jackson, that is my threads handle. Please check me out on threads so you can join in the conversation because it's <laughs> going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one. So. It's, it's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be wild. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did Trump say about he was doing an interview with Tucker Carlson tonight? He said it's going to be going to be it's going to be fireworks it's going to be something i don't know what it was but anyway whatever he said same thing applies to my thread post going up this week so there we go okay brian i think we're done thanks everybody for watching or listening and we will look forward to talking to everybody next week we get together to talk some new tech don't know what we're going to do on this next episode we will certainly come up with a plan five maybe all about murals honestly i mean it's possible yeah it's very possible. I have been doing a lot more with Mid Journey. We may have to go back and revisit mm. that a little bit. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. And be on the lookout for a bite uh, in the future. That's something that we're looking to do as kind of short little snippets to give you some info. Uh, so you'll have to keep going to our website and trying to see at what point we throw up some new content. But uh, there will be some there, which I'm looking at Alan because he's going to be the one that's going to have to put it up there. So uh, there you go. <laughs> There you go. So, um, All in your extra time. For February 2024. <laughs> we should be able to get our first one up. So now we'll work on getting that up there soon. I agree. That'll be fine. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. 
Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.